Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Films with Ferrara podcast. I am Dominic Ferrara, the founder and editor-in-chief of filmswithferrara.wordpress.com. Go ahead and bookmark that in your browser right now. <laughs> Joining me, as always, and today, live from New Mexico, getting ready to play in the New Mexico Bowl as part Tomorrow. of the Marshall Marching Band, our senior editor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. T.J. Blankenship. You give him a round of applause. Hello. Yeah. yeah. I got a total of, like, four hours of sleep, and it's, like, seven in the morning. Yeah, give him another round of applause for yeah. that. Yeah. I, I feel you. That was me before my English presentation yesterday. I went to bed at, like, three. <laughs> had an 8 a.m. It was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Which is why it's and a good gap year. And joining us, as always, no. one of our staff writers at films with Ferrara.wordpress.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lance Martinez. Hello. Here on episode one, we're going to be talking some Star Wars The Last Jedi non-spoilers we're gonna post another we're gonna record another podcast after this that mm-hmm. uh will go in depth into star wars the last jedi which i think is necessary for this movie because there's a lot to talk about it was good i i i very much enjoyed it that's a non-spoiler review it was good it, it was good it was good i i saw way too many like star wars fans on the internet trashing it this morning for not being a Star Wars movie, and I was very angry. Well, the thing with movies, though, is that you need to take different steps. Because, as you can tell with Force Awakens, is if you retread too much, then people are going to hate it either way. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought the, I thought Ryan Johnson did some new and interesting things and took it in an interesting direction. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to lead with our top news story. It's, aside from this news story, it's been a relatively slow news week. But, uh, obviously, the news story, story of the week, Disney has purchased the majority of 21st Century Fox for 15 times. Billion. Oh, oh, and joining us now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, another one of our staff writers. He, he got it a little bit late. But ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dalton Woolard. Bum, 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 ba dum, bum, ba da. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Dalton. Thank you so much, Dominic. I'm sorry I'm late. Oh, I overslept you. a bit. Oh, no problem. It, it, it happens to the best of us. Oh. <laughs> those 1 a.m. morning movies get you. Yeah. It's, one of those, it's like one of those where you want to sleep through your 8 a.m. and you're just like, you know what? I'm not going today. We've all been. No. Yeah, you're... You see, I didn't. I didn't have any 8 a.m., so I didn't have that problem this semester. Is that... Oh, good for you. Oh, <laughs> nice for you. My my earliest class was noon. Hey, uh, you got some hours. Oh, you could cram. Love it. Man, he could wake up and still cram, dude. That's dedication, right there. All right. But as we were saying, biggest news story of the week by far, because otherwise it was a relatively slow news week. Disney purchases the majority of 21st Century Fox for $52.4 billion, including the film and TV production studios, FX, National Geographic, and 30% of Hulu. TJ, I know know you're very excited about this for the Marvel reasons, uh, but aside from that, what uh, what do you think about this movie? I'm interested to see what they do, because they just got a lot of properties... And it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, xenomorphs are now Disney princesses. That that is true. Anastasia yep, is princess now. <laughs> I tried to explain this to Jonah the other day, and his mind was like, his mind was blown. He had no idea what was happening. Well, he couldn't compute what you were saying. That's what it was. And so was Lisa and Marge Simpson and Mandy. They're all Disney princesses too. Take him out of Universal. Yeah, King Homer. <laughs> Is it? They still have the Marvel stuff over at Universal too. Yeah, they do. That was a. Uh... Those are park deals, so I don't know if they're going to move yeah, them. They... No, it, it's different. Yeah. That's a different yeah, deal entirely. Different yeah, yeah. And it's in perpetuity over at Universal, which stinks because mm-hmm. I would love to show up to Hollywood Studios and have a Marvel Land, but oh yeah. god, that yeah. would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Although we are getting Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. They... Yes. Uh, yeah. Dalton, what and they're also talking? they're also in the middle of building a uh, Avatar Pandora. I yeah, think... they just they just opened it Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I also think that they build an Iron Man right at the Shanghai. 
There are park deals yep. in the U.S. I think there might be a problem. But I think way- it's over. No, it's only on the East Coast. Universal only owns the Marvel theme park rights on the East Coast. Yeah, on the West Coast. My bad. I thought it was East of the Mississippi. Yeah. So they're building a Marvel land at Disneyland. Ooh. That's the thing mm-hmm. that's happening. Ooh. But, Dalton, what are your thoughts on uh, Disney purchasing Fox for this $52.4 okay, okay. billion dollar price tag? So I'm sitting in bed and I just set up because I was really excited. Oh yeah, I'm there very about the X Men and I'm very excited about the Fantastic Four for obvious reasons. But my main worry, I don't think independent cinema is gonna be a suffering from this. But one of my main worries is like movies like The Post that's coming out, The Disaster Artist. Are we gonna keep getting movies like those when Disney buys? Yes. yes. I think Disney has the money to bankroll those sorts of movies. I think they're going to try to keep Fox a little bit separate. Yeah, which is what I they Mm -hmm. like make a separate division. I what I think what I think it's going to be is it's going to be like Fox is basically like a subsidiary of Disney. Like all of the money will go back to Disney for the production of the movies. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but it will. It's just like what they did with Marvel. It's yeah, it's like it's Marvel Studios, but it's just underneath Disney, and it's going to be Fox Studios just underneath Disney. Because as we've seen, Disney has all the money in the world. It's not like when Disney Disney bought Lucasfilm, people were freaking out. They were like, oh, they're going to put Mickey Mouse ears on everyone. No, they're going to keep it the same. They're going to keep it the same. You guys those Star Wars Mickey Mouse dolls you can buy at Disney World when you go? I don't know. I've never (laughs) been to Disney World. T-shirt. Wow, that's a... Because I go... I have to bring you (laughs) T-shirt. I have to bring T-shirt. Well, what really gave me hope for this as I was reading through the press release yesterday was a lot of the movies they mentioned in the press release and properties were smaller, and they made sure to like to single out Fox Searchlight especially. That gave me a little bit of hope yeah. that they're going to yeah. keep that running because Fox Searchlight is great for independent Oops. cinema. Without Fox Searchlight, we don't have Wes Anderson, and that's a very sad thing to think about. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, a lot. They mentioned movies like Gone Girl in the press release, and I was like, maybe we, maybe we'll still get movies like that, and that would be obviously what's best for the film industry if we can still get those mid-tier movies that Fox can make, and Disney's just willing to bankroll them. Yeah, what I'm hoping is I don't want this to turn out to a movie where like Disney's going to take control of everything and limit us all, but this is instead. No. Open up new ideas to Disney, and we're gonna get more stuff from Disney that's different and a wider variety of cinema. That's my... No, ever since Disney's done stuff with Star Wars and Marvel, I'm pretty confident they're gonna keep Fox how it is. They're not gonna crap it up. Oh yeah, like they're, yeah. they're gonna do just fine. Like I said, I think it's just the area underneath Disney, so that Disney will have like all of the creative control, all of the money for the production, but it'll just be a studio with a different name. Because okay. like I said, they were... But it sounds like it's got to be to me. Sorry, I'm interrupting, guys. But... Oh, no, you're good. good. I did right. too. We're all, on the phone. <laughs> we're all on the phone. We can't see each other. We have no idea who's talking what. So it's not a big deal. But anyway... I'm literally in a different time zone than both of you guys, so... Correct. Yeah, you're two hours late, dude. <laughs> two hours early, actually. I'm two hours early, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is New Mexico, TJ? I didn't get to ask. It's cold. Oh. You don't say. It's, li- it, it's like it's like thirty degrees right now. Like I'm in the hotel, or I'm in the lobby of the hotel. I'm in like sweats and a jacket. Cause I'm really cold. But guys, let's let's be real, real for a quick second. The only reason North Carolina weather is so bipolar is because of that dip in that jet stream. Honest to God, that's the only reason why North Carolina is so bipolar. I mean, it was literally last week was the most North Carolina weather week ever because it was 70 oh. on Monday and snowing on Friday. It was. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in North Carolina since uh, Thanksgiving, but I can tell you here. that this that this past week in Huntington, it snowed like three or four days. I wish. I love man. But yeah, we'll be right back. I mean, it's the lavatory. Okay. So, uh, so while Lance is uh, off and running, I guess we could start our uh, trailer talk here. Ooh. Uh, we have some. We have a few trailers to talk about. Came out towards the end of last week. Uh, first off, I want to talk about one that we pro- you probably all saw before Star Wars. Uh, Robert Rodriguez's Alita Battle Angel. 
Uh, Dalton, did you have any interesting thoughts on that trailer? I'm not sure whether it looks like a live-action anime or a live-action video game adaptation. I'm not sure. It, it is an anime. Yeah, it's the anime. But I think overall the effects look really good. Like, they look really, really good. And I think the song really does fit the trailer. I think the song's a good choice for the trailer when I heard it. And I saw it on the big screen, of course, last night, because I saw a little movie last night called Star Wars The Last Jedi. Which we'll get to in a little bit. Just a little. And I think... It's got me interested, but I wouldn't say I'm all in. For Justice League. I'm not all in yet, I would say. Right. Like, the face... It's that... What's the word? The uncanny valley, isn't it? That's what... Uh, I think... Yeah. That's it. Because, like, they always had that problem with uh, Tom Hanks' uh, conductor in the Polar Express. Like, that's the one. Right. right. The, the eyes are, are really... Yeah, they're trying to create this, like, real-life anime character with big eyes. Oh, uh, are we talking about Battle Angel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about that. I mean, it, it has a good line to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it that. I'm gonna give it props. It's a it's a nice line how they try to make kind of cyborg human kind of species with that. Uh, I think the story is really interesting in where they're going. It's not well portrayed. That's what it is. It's Robert Rodriguez <laughs> being Roger or Robert Rodriguez. I th- Thank I, you, TJ. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a good teaser, though. I thought I thought mm-hmm. it gave me just enough to the point where I was like, okay, I have a little bit of interest in this. I, w- I mm-hmm. was surprised, actually, at how much I actually came away from that trailer thinking, oh, this could actually be good. See, and me- the moment, best moment in the trailer, by the way, a helicopter or plane door opens up, and it's just Mahershala Ali looking all villainous, and I was like, okay, you, you may have just gotten me into the theater for this movie. Okay, that's, that's the only exception. That was a good Seeing point. that shot on the big screen last night. To fellow movie makers, if you ever want Mr. Dominic Ferrari to go see your movie, just put Mahershala Ali in it. Pretty much. He's, yeah. He's, Fantastic. And if you want Lance to go see him, just put Morgan Freeman in. <laughs> then why'd you go see Last Jedi? Oh my. Because I love Star Wars, even though Morgan Freeman is my man. He could direct the opening crawl. We could do that. And then he was the voice of the original Darth Vader, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Hey, oh no, he played Yoda. You, no one, just no one realizes. Yeah, no one really. Oh, oh yeah. Wars. Oh, okay. All of them. It was Morgan Freeman all along. They just auto-tuned oh, wow. his voice. That's yeah. all. The Frank Wait, Oz, Freeman's Fra- race parents? Frank Oz person, what? all a charade. Oh, it's like Andy Serkis. They did a mocap of his face every time they live stream him, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Toast McScrooks. But TJ, do you have any other thoughts on on Battle Angel before we move on here? I guess not. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> well, like, one little thing. Like, here's my problem. is like, it really feels like a lot like Ghost in the Shell, and I don't want it to feel that way. Before we move on. Mm-hmm. To say that little thing. I, I, I think it's... I think it's going to end up being better than Ghost in the Shell. I think, okay. they, I think they have something here, potentially. I think, is it Fox? I think they might have something potential, potentially good on their hands. I feel like they would... All right, next trailer I want to talk about. Uh, let's talk about Into the Spider Verse, the uh, the animated Spider Man movie. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Lance, what are, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Uh, not my style. Keep it CGI for me, please. CGI. I think it is CGI. I think that that's what makes this movie interesting. I think it is CGI. I think it's a. Oh really? Yeah. Isn't it a mix of animation? Huh. Yeah, that looks. It looked really cool. It, it had a really kind of cool anime kind of sense of animation to it. Ooh. but And mm-hmm. the scene, he's, he's running up a taxi, and all of a sudden you get like a, like a comic book. What was it? Onomatopoeia, the, the sound effect, like a pow or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool, a really cool shot to see. Speaking of that little shot, was one thing that one pointed at one point out to do when I was in the podcast was that that might be like an accurate representation of the Spider-Verse. Or not the Spider-Verse, but the, his Spider-Sense. That's the word. That's the word. So I thought, that's really cool, because it really gives off... It's almost like a perfect comic book jump from 
the comic book to the screen. And I'm really excited for this movie because it looks very different and very inventive in animations. Sorry I interrupted. Oh, that's okay. No problem. I just want to point out uh, uh, TJ has, has lost the call because of his crappy hotel Wi-Fi. So everyone, go hit up TJ. I think he's at the TJ blank on Twitter. So go follow him. I don't I'll, know I'll plug him in real quick. Or not, but uh, go give him a follow. We're, we're going to try to get him on the uh, the Last Jedi spoiler talk Send him in some... a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that'll be, I think, a, a fun episode to record. But that was just let's get with that. No, I thought this Into the Spider-Verse trailer set up an interesting story, potentially. All these different Spider-Men, which is not something we've seen on the big screen before. At the very least, it's framed to make it look as though Peter Parker is dead. I don't know who Miles Morales is talking to in the subway. I would guess it would actually be Peter Parker. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like he would be coming and play like a new mentor type role, just be right. Miles Morales. Facts, facts. And uh, I, I, I thought, uh, like I said, the animation style was cool. There was the shot where he's falling like into the city off that one building is a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys beautiful know. Shot. I don't know if you guys know the anime, but I was listening to Collider Heroes and Robert Byronette. He's a little guy. Go follow. Yeah. They're a good site if you're listening. But no, no, only follow films with Ferrara. Oh, only follow. Okay, okay, I know. Yeah, correct. Yeah. No, we're doing. Only follow <laughs> no, films with Ferrara. We're the only ones that exist. We're, we're but... not giving them free ads here. Don't okay, 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 okay. Now I know. Now I know. First, <laughs> only if they plug us, we plug them. That's how it works. Oh, <laughs> gotta hit him up. Okay. But he gave me, he told me about this cool anime, and I was going to watch it this weekend if I had the time. But he, it was called Akira, and I looked up some of the scenes, and some of the animation in that movie, and the way that the lightning is animated is beautiful, absolutely. Yes. So seeing what the animators are doing on this movie is truly, like, it's beautiful, it's inv- inventive. When he turns around, it's great. See his uh, eyes widen. That little shot, I thought that was very, very cool to see. And like, it was so like shocking. Like, you see the new mask, and you see the widening eyes, and how excited he is when he pulls off the mask later on in the trailer. You can tell that you're getting someone new and a new character. Which I'm. This just opens up a whole new door of possibilities that I'm excited to see. All right, we should be on the verge of getting TJ back here. By the way, so please. Yes. Here he okay, is. Hey, TJ. Back. Welcome back. He's back. I am in a hotel with really bad internet, so I apologize for any te- technical difficulties that I will have. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. You're mm-hmm. good. It's, you, know. you good. Hey guys, guess what? What's up? My mom got some Twinnings herbal tea, and it's like a sponsored by like Disney or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. Hey Disney, I know you just spent fifty-two billion, but if you need a sponsorship. Just a little. Just give us. Just give us. Hit us up. But we but. can't be sponsored for this review. It has to be a non-biased review for the Last Jedi. Oh my! Well, uh, you know, these things. Quote unquote non-biased. But, but okay. But no, TJ. I know you are a huge Spider-Man guy. What are yes. your thoughts on the Into the Spider-Verse trailer? I hate Miles Morales, but it's a good trailer. I never understood the Miles Morales hate from you. Is is there a particular reason? I think he's a grudge. Um, let me explain. So, in the the comics... uh, Yeah. In in the comics, when they first introduced Miles Morales, it it started out to be a really good, like, turn on the story and everything. Because they, they, they killed off Peter Parker, introduced Miles Morales, and it was... It started off really good, and I was like, okay, I like where this is going. And then a couple of issues later, they brought back Peter Parker, and literally the only thing interesting about Miles Morales is that he was literally, like, the token black Spider-Man, and I was like, okay, I don't like this now. Like, if he was his own character, it would be fine, but, like, he was just trying to take the name, and that was it. Like, he had no interesting... For now. Now he does have interesting stories for him, so... I, I, I think that was really just based on the decision to bring... Peter back. I think if they hadn't brought Peter Parker back, then they might, they would have had more interesting places to go with him. But. Yes. 
But that was my, like, whole issue with it. I also, like... So it's not really with the character. It's really with the, the storyline story he ends up going on. Yes, and that's what made me just like the, the character. Okay. I thought you said something about, like, the villains. You thought, like... Was the, it, was, it was also, like, it was just Spider-Man villains. Like, the, he was just Spider-Man but black. What really uh, caught me in this trailer as well, I'm pretty sure the villain that's riding on the motorcycle when he jumps off that taxi... Didn't he look like Deadpool? I think it's the Prowler, and it's the Prowler, prowler it was is definitely his prowler. uncle. Right, and Prowler's uh, yes. the uncle, which makes makes it really interesting. Adds a family dynamic to this film that uh, introduces more interesting plot elements. I, it, I like that. It's really going to play for a really interesting twist, because I was recently rewatching the MCU movies, all of them with Delaney, because she wanted to catch up on them, finally, because they're all really good. Right. Shame on her. Yeah. And we got to Captain America the Winter Soldier. And as a comic book fan, well, going into that movie, I knew that the Winter Soldier was going to be Bucky. But when it got to that moment where it revealed who Bucky was... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, For a movie that came out years. I think we're good. three years ago. <laughs> but when it got to that moment where Bucky revealed himself as the Winter Soldier, she was, like, completely shocked. So I think a twist like that's really going to play well to an audience as long as you market it well and don't, like, show it over much in the trailers. So I'm right. very excited to see the reaction that people are going to give to that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, by the way, also starring Mahershala Ali. So we're all set there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it Chuck? Right, well, Mr. Uh, Don Ferrara is in that movie. Well, you know, I think Lee Schreiber's voicing the villain. I don't know if there's a bigger villain than the Prowler. I can't imagine Lee yes. Schreiber being related to Miles Morales. I, I, know, I know what the uh, Spider, Spider-Verse story is all about. So, yes, there is a bigger villain. All right. Solid. I think... Pun- I think the Prowler will just be, like, an introductory, like, the first, like, battle or fight that we see in the movie to, like, introduce Miles Morales and his powers and everything. Sure. And then Peter Parker and... Let's get to that. Let's also and... talk some Ready Player One here. New trailer came out on Sunday. I don't know if you saw the poster. The new poster oh my God. Ready Player his One. Leg. His, I feel sorry for his right leg. <laughs> Did you yeah, just I get feel very legs? sorry for, for Ty Sheridan's right leg that was, if you haven't seen the poster, like, he's climbing up a ladder to get to the top oh, of the God. stacks, and his right leg is at least, like, two or three feet long. It's okay. hysterical. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut you off for a minute. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right back. Why is this off speaker for now? Oh, and uh, Dalton disconnected. He didn't just leave it there. Okay. Man, at least I was polite. Oh, uh, you know. I'll just have to re I had technical him. difficulties. That doesn't count. I don't know why he hung up there, but okay. Uh, but no, re- ready player. Uh, I guess I'll, go, I'll give my thoughts here. God, this this movie has a, it might just be a ton of pop culture references and a whole bunch of crap. But it's going to be entertaining pop culture references and a whole bunch of crap. I feel yeah. like. Like, if you've read... It's nope. actually a bad book, just with a ton of 80s movie references. You know how Stranger Things first became popular because of 80s nostalgia? Yes. That will be Ready Player One, but with 90s. Yeah, yeah, and to that, like, there was an Overwatch character in there. Yeah, there's an Overwatch character. I put it oh, out, I did, out I did, to I Dominic. I didn't see the new trailer. I was trailer. like, is there an Overwatch hero in this? Yeah, Tracer all of a sudden shows yeah. up, but we were like, eh. I thought this was like eighties. What? Huh. But the money He's shot of the wrong. trailer, the, la- the the hammer shot, being the Iron Giant going into battle yes. with it was a yes. very nice touch. Yes. Dominic, your mom said that was your favorite anyway. So I I love the Iron Giant. It it <laughs> yes. is one of my favorite movies of all time because it is brilliant. I rewatched it recently and it is still phenomenal. I rewatched it. it. Is I, re- I rewatched it recently with Olivia. We had that for like a date night and um. I still cry at the end of that movie. Still. Yeah. God damn it, TJ. It's, it's a wonderful movie. Undeniably. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's, it's emotional. That Superman scene at the end is just... Ugh, Brad Bird, you genius. Brad Bird. You've done it again. Right, I'm going to go ahead and send Dalton the link to rejoin just so that whenever he's ready. Come back in. What's next on the list? Uh... Hang on one second while I send him the invite here. 
right. But yeah, I thought uh, I think Ready Player One. Let's uh, just wrap up. I, I, look, again, I think it, it'll at least be a, an entertaining movie. I, I'm not. I don't think. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be good or not. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Guess who's back? We're back, Dalton. Oh. That's good. Better. Uh, Dalton, but real quickly, Ready Player One trailer thoughts? Anyone? Oh my god, this thing looks so good. Oh my god. I am... <laughs> I Steven Spielberg, what a director. And this movie just looks freaking beautiful at moments. Like when the Iron Giant... And the fact that we live in a world where a movie about Easter eggs upon Easter eggs upon Easter eggs and the main plot is about an Easter egg in a game... This, what, what was what was up with well, what was up with Mark Rylance? He 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 looked very mo- very monotone. Hi, I'm James Halliday, and I created the Oasis. And I was like, If you're seeing this message, I am dead. I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> like it just so monotone. It it was odd. It was a little jarring to me. But, Eh. Were they going for something like Bill Gates or uh, what's the Elon Musk? Yeah, that. I mean, that's yeah, they were going for that do, Tesla but, model. But like Elon Musk has like a personality, a monotone personality. Don't uh, get yeah. it right. Oh, Maybe yeah. even walking. <laughs> Hello. Hello. All right. Uh, but that that that's our trailer talk. There weren't really any other big trailers that came out this week. Uh, but I want to take a chance to. Uh, Take this opportunity. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail because I'm definitely going to be talking about these movies when we reveal our top ten lists in a couple of weeks. But I really want to talk oh, about yeah, a couple of movies that. that I got a chance to see over the last Ooh, week. Uh, first of all, being big Hollywood movie disaster artist. Uh, the disaster artist is awesome, guys. It's it's wonderful. Did anybody have any doubt about that, though? I think it's from, like... The first reveal trailer, or like the first, like, as soon as we found out it was Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco and Dave Franco, we were all like, oh, that's gonna be good. Is- that first teaser where it's just him reshooting the Oh Hi Mark scene. For- <laughs> <laughs> are listening that don't know what the movie's about. The movie's about the making of The Room, which is notoriously the worst movie ever made. But it's, it's also so the greatest bad. movie. It's, good. it's incredible. It's, it's not a, Room it, starring Lee Bruce, Brie Larson, though. So. No, it is not. It's a very different film. This is a film written by, directed by, starring, and produced by, enti- entirely by, he came up with all the money somehow, Tommy Wiseau. And uh, James Franco directed this movie and played Tommy Wiseau, so it was a little, a little bit of uh, mirroring there. But, but that first trailer where he's coming out and shooting the Oh Hi Mark scene, just a billion times. First of all, they basically cut that scene right out of the movie, where the couple takes edited out, but and from it what was, uh, they basically just took, like, two minutes of the movie and put made a trailer out of it. And from what I've heard, like, it's really, that was really true, like, they had to shoot that scene 80 or something. Oh, yeah, I think it ends up at, like, 70 takes, or something like that. Whoosh! And you're just laughing every time. So, uh, Dominic, would you would you would you give the movie high marks? Oh, absolutely! It definitely gets the oh high marks from me. Um, it's one of my like five or ten. It's certainly gonna be on my top ten list. I, I loved it. I was la- I laughed a lot. James Franco as Tommy Wiseau is, is going to get nominated for an Oscar for this movie. That's for his performance. He is. Awesome. That's insane to me that by Tommy Wiseau is going to possibly win an Oscar by way of James Franco playing him in the movie. And, and James Franco has, by the way, confirmed uh, if he gets nominated for the, for the Oscars, he already confirmed he's going to do it for the Globes and the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which that's what we missed. We'll come back to those. Um, yeah. That's what I tell you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's bringing Tommy Wiseau as his guest to all the awards this year. So if he gets nominated for the Oscar, he's gonna bring Tommy. This is this is what the world needed. This is what the people want. We want Tommy Wiseau, and we need him presenting at the Oscars. I need him to have like a sketch with Jimmy Kimmel in the middle of the show. It'd be great. Please. Oh my God, yes. The the more Tommy, the better. Oh my God. He is the best. 
And uh, he has a cameo in this movie. So if you see the disaster artist, make sure you stay after the credits for the Tommy Wiseau cameo. Because uh, they it really didn't fit anywhere else in the movie, so it made sense. Everyone else left before the, during the credits, and I was like, no, just don't leave. You're going to miss something, people. I knew about the after credits from going in. It was but... like Iron Man, and people always leave. Oh, well. I, every, t- every, every time someone leaves a Marvel movie. I, I I had to make I googled before the end of Last Jedi. I had to check and see if there was an after credit scene. But I knew I knew there was a Carrie Fisher tribute there in the credits, so I stayed for that. And then there was no after credit scene. So there, we left. Yeah, I shouldn't have went to go use the stall after. Yeah, there was a. I had the bladder of a horse that night. <laughs> oh my! Honest to God. Right, <laughs> but no, Disaster Artist. Definitely go check it out. We're gonna talk about it in a little bit more detail uh, when we do our top ten list. And- in a couple of weeks, towards the end of the year, we're going to talk about our favorite movies of the year. Uh, another movie I got to see Wednesday was Lady Bird. Uh, hmm. Greta Gerwig's directorial debut, Saoirse Ronan, and Laurie Metcalf star. And they are both incredible in this movie. Uh, Laurie Metcalf is probably going to win Best Supporting Actress. Ooh. She is phenomenal. Uh, the script, it's really well written. It's well directed. Uh, we'll get more into the snub of Greta Gerwig at the uh, Golden Globes in a minute, because it's a crime. From what I've read <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, like, from what I've read, the only reason it got to 99% on Rotten Tomatoes was because someone did, didn't want it to be at 100 or something like that. Correct. Did, did this clown gave the movie a B-, minus, but because the... Uh... It was at 100. He didn't want it to have a 100. So even though he gave it a positive review, he, he clicked the rotten button, and it's no longer at 100%. That's, that's a this true, dingus! True fact. Yeah, very stupid. It, he gave the movie a B-. This, I know. This is also, by the way, a man. He was the first guy to uh, give a negative review to Toy Story 3. What? That he guy? Was, uh, yep, yeah, that guy. He also, this year... Gave Logan, Wonder Woman, and Dunkirk, three of my favorite movies of the year, F's. Wait, wait. An F. Not, not like a, just... F's. Hey, guys. When I was growing up, my parents told me not to be that guy. Well, you know. And he's that guy. What? Bum, bum, bum. No, I was, that was a... Uh, but Lady Bird is phenomenal. It's funny. There's a scene uh, with a JV football coach that had me rolling for about two minutes straight. Just, just dying laughing. Unbelievable stuff there. Um, I said Dersha Ronan's incredible. It's really well-written and well-directed. Great ensemble performances all around. Uh, th- this is definitely one of the big favorites for the Oscar this year. Ladybird? Yes. I, I think it's a spectacular film. Yeah. And it deserves all the praise it's getting. Because it is wonderful to watch. We, it seems like we got a lot of big, blo- good, big blockbusters in summer, and now we're getting some really, really different and inventive movies this yeah. December and November, which I am in love with. Yeah. And Ladybird's only 93 minutes, and it feels like it, you, you could watch another, like, Thirty minutes of it. It feels like you could, it could keep going. That was my and thing you, about. You'd COVID. be fine with seeing more, but ninety-three minutes was a very good, was a perfect running time. It, it like it's, it, it, it just gets it. You're like, wow, that wasn't like too long. May I would yeah. like to see more? Actually, yeah. Nice. yeah, Dalton. How was Coco? Oh, so I know we're not. Coco came out two weeks ago, guys. But I didn't. That's the artist and Lady Bird said. But, but I do hope to one day. I would hope to because I'm seeing the room hopefully soon. But uh, okay. Hopefully, I, I, Dalton, I, uh, I, I don't know if you're doing anything next week, but I may or may not be ordering the room on Blu-ray within the next couple of days. So, hey, tell me a date and a time, and I'll try to get that day off. <laughs> I won't be home. I'll be in Nashville. <laughs> Very important. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi. <laughs> okay. But I've also seen the room like 50 times, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> It's incredible. No, it's it's also- just so bad. It's yeah, so it's good. So bad, it's so good. Correct. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. My- it's like that moment, Lisa. that line kills me. Oh. I don't want to live anymore. My question when I was thinking about that phrase, like, it's the 
more it's the most bad it's so bad that it's good was i was thinking is there a movie that's the reverse of that that it's so good it's bad no i don't think it's possible or is it well we didn't think a movie could come out and be so bad that it's good until the room came out no there are other movies like that but none quite like that but oh what, what, what were you thinking about Coco? We, 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 we're off topic here. What, what, what were you thinking about Coco? I'm going to get to the negative. I want to go see it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that. So I'm Hispanic. I need it. My first thoughts was I saw some stuff coming. Like, at, after a while, it got predictable for me. Some mo- Really? Yeah, really. Like, uh, okay. some of the father and son twists, I got, they got a bit predictable. Yeah. I, I probably should have seen them coming, but I didn't. Pixar play be like a fiddle. Oh, I have to agree. Like, some of the moments they have... Are we doing spoilers or no? Uh... I mean, it's a bit... Light. Let's go light spoilers. Okay. Light. Okay. But some of the... Light what spoilers for Coco, guys. Just, just spoiler alert. My, keep in mind. I haven't seen it. I haven't had time. <laughs> Mute it for a couple of seconds here while we figure this out. If you uh, haven't seen fine. it. It's uh, good. It's all good. Okay. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But some of the moments, I think, with Hector and uh, Miguel, I think some of those moments come off as beautiful storytelling. Absolutely. Like, and the family and the character that Pixar gave to each family member, despite them hating music, which I know some people can have a lot of problems with, but I thought that was so fantastic that even though the family only shows up for like a few minutes at the beginning and the end of the movie... That you give them such character and show them how much they love Miguel. And- right. And it and it never feels like they're just like one dimensional. Oh, they hate music. Like there's more to them than that. You know, they're barely in it. I, I I adored this movie. And the the way that they described how they hate music, I mean you could see it. Like I could see why they would hate music. The way that right. some people were treated in their family with music. So I can completely understand why they would hate it. Absolutely. I, I, but here's I, I, the again. real question, though. But here's the real question. The Frozen Sword, that's movie of the year, right? <sighs> First of all, if you go see Coco now, they took the Frozen Sword off. It's gone. They don't have to Okay, good. Surprise. Right. I think it's going to be on like ABC Frozen next week, with. though. Like, I actually think they're taking it and they're putting, on, putting it on TV next week. I think... And it's terrible. Terrible. I thought it was I hated less... it so much. So now I don't have to deal with this. Yeah. I heard 21 it. 21 minutes of nonsense. Hated it so much. Just more frozen market. Wait, they made it a twenty-one minute frozen short. I thought it was, it, like it was five supposed minutes. to be a TV special initially, but they decided to put it in front of Coco for some reason. It was twenty-one minutes. By by the time when you actually sit down for your movie time, right? Say you go into an eight o'clock movie. That movie's It'll not starting till eight forty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very frustrating because it's not even a no, good yeah. Frozen short. It was yeah. short, quote unquote. It wasn't even good. Okay. It was terrible. So it, and the songs were forgettable. It was absolute garbage. And I like Frozen. It was just bad. It's good. We're talking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. Guys, welcome to my dad to the podcast. Oh, real quick. hello, Lance's dad. <laughs> no, Mr. Martinez. Uh, but no, as we alluded to as well, we have some awards talk. Uh, Golden Globes, Screen Actors Guild nominations came out this week. We're not going to do predictions because we're going to do those when we get closer to the actual awards themselves. But uh, any big uh, snubs or surprises for you guys? I don't even know, to be honest. All right, I guess I'll go. You have a list. Uh, yeah, if you, if you, if you want to go Google them real quick, that's fine. Okay, got it. Uh, the big... Uh, mostly I know, I know, Globes. I know. Lady Bird was like snubbed for it. That's what I know. So, uh, the, the Screen Actors Guild, I, I think, did it right. And uh, usually, by the way, Screen Actors Guild, the uh, the last twenty two Best Picture winners have been nominated for the Best Ensemble Award at at the Screen Actors Guild. Meaning, more than likely, your Best Picture winner this year is going to be one out of Lady Bird, Three Billboards, Get Out, The Big Sick, and Mudbound. So, all of which are excellent films. I've not seen Three Billboards. It's the only one I haven't seen. Oh, Inza Washington got nominated for Roman J. Ezreal Esquire? Yes. I heard that movie was so-so. But it's Denzel. You just automatically, even in a so-so movie, it's, it's Denzel, dude. Uh, he, he probably kills it. Got it. 
He's Denzel Washington. Dark and um, Gary Oldman. That look, I've heard that. Fantastic. I have to go see that one. That looks yeah. pretty good. Uh, in terms of the big snubs for the Golden Globes for me, there were there were a couple that were just egregious. First of all, best music, picture, musical, or comedy. The fact that The Big Sick was not nominated is a crime. That movie is awesome. One of my favorites of the year. It's free on Amazon yep, Prime. Free on Amazon Prime if you have not seen it because it is brilliant. The the first good romantic comedy I've seen in a very long time. And even further, it wasn't even only the only big stuff of that movie. Holly Hunter not getting nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress is also just an absolute crime. She is amazing in that movie. Um, she did get the Screen Actors Guild nomination, which matters more in the end. But just a shame that she didn't get the Globe nomination. And then uh, Best Screenplay for the Golden Globes. Jordan Peele's screenplay for Get Out did not get nominated, even though it might be, like, the biggest, like, screenwriting achievement of the year. Just an incredible screenplay for that movie and on so many levels. I, a screenplay so good, I just wrote a paper about it for my English class. Uh, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Brilliant film and a brilliant piece of writing, just even on the smallest detail. I, it, See, while you were writing about Get Out, I, was, I literally wrote a paper about memes. That that's spectacular. I, I'm a big fan of writing papers about memes. Was it for your English class? <laughs> it was for my yeah. It was for my uh, first year seminar class. <laughs> oh my! I love that. Wondrous. Yeah. How wondrous. <laughs> um, and uh, best director in general. This is a trash category. You've got a white. You if if you look at the, the best director at the Globes. You gotta take, and I know that everyone's loving three billboards, but I think you take Martin McDonough out, you take Rid- Ridley Scott out for sure. I get that he pushed all the money in the world out in the last three weeks, but come on, I I, I haven't seen it, but I can't imagine like he's suddenly like a front runner to get an Oscar nomination, and then possibly you push Spielberg out because the fact. Uh, for sure, Greta Gerwig and Luca Guadagnino probably should have gotten the nomination, but Jordan Peele also deserved one. Oh, yeah, that was really shocking to me that they didn't put a dead Daniel Day Lewis in for. Fan- I mean, I haven't seen it, so don't. Oh, it's for the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, for Screen Actors. Yeah, that one was that one was surprising. I thought they would put him in instead of Denzel, and certainly instead of Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, it was great to see Daniel Kaluuya get nominated. I think that's the most underrated performance of the year. Oh yeah. I think everyone thought about the plot and screenplay of Get Out. I think his performance in that movie is unbelievable. I have to say, like, the cast in that, I think they did really earn that, uh, this, uh, outstanding performance by a cast, I think. Yeah, by a cast. Absolutely. They totally earned, earned the, uh, that award. I think three billboards are gonna end up winning just because they have three nominated performances, but. I mean, I haven't seen Big Sick, Lady Bird, Mudbound, or three billboards, but I can say that. Get out. The cast leaves such an impression on you, even when they're just on for like a few minutes. Like the, the wom- the mother, the mother, uh, Catherine Keener. That's it. The mother. She leaves such an impression in the scene with uh, Kaluuya, and the father. Yes. He's so menacing. Yep. And uh, but check out Mudbound and Big Sick. Big Sick's available on Amazon Prime, and Mudbound's available to stream on Netflix. Ooh. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. It is excellent. And Mary J. Blige in that movie is unbelievable. Totally earned the supporting actress nominations she got this week. She's phenomenal in that film. Also some great stuff from Jason Mitchell and Jonathan Banks and Garrett Hedlund and Jason Clark and Terry Mulligan. Everyone's excellent in that movie. Ooh. And uh, Dee Rees really should should get some sort of recognition, whether it's, you know, best screen best adapted screenplay or whatever because it's excellent my boy david harbour getting a nomination for outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series david Harbour. yes well stranger things is only somewhat popular there just a bit <laughs> just a bit yeah millie bobby but yeah hmm, that was a good one but no i the, greta gerwig not getting the best director nomination i think and, and big sick not getting best uh comedy or musical was uh were the biggest crimes there biggest omissions for the globes at globes didn't know and, uh, Get Out get nominated was one for a comedy or musical at the Globe? Yeah, he, he, Kaluuya got the actor comedy or musical nomination. They put it in there so it would win. Correct, that's what they're trying to do. And really, 
it sets it up for a one-on-one battle with Lady Bird, which is going to be very big for the Oscar race. Because as much yeah. as I love Itania, oh, actually, I haven't seen that one, but as much as I respect Itania and Greatest Showman, and there's a fifth one. Uh, there's well, another one that deserved to be in there. Uh, Shape of Water? No. No, that was drama. By the way, speaking of the Shape of Water, right? I got a good story from last night. So there were basically no seats left for Star Wars, right? Last night. So my mom decided to go see Except the Shape for of mine. Water last night. So she decides to go see the Shape of Water. And she comes out. She's uh, she's like, I didn't realize there was like a weird like, creature from the Black Lagoon in this movie. I was like, it's on the poster and in the trailer. <laughs> she's like, no, I relied on you to tell me this. I was like, well, sorry. You, you could have like looked to IMDb. But she goes on and on for like 20 minutes about how she hated the Shape of Water. And how much it, her favorite moment of the movie was when it ended. I, and we go, okay, so out of ten, what do you give it? She goes, seven. And we all, we, we, Lance, my brother, we all just looked at what? her like, what? <laughs> She's like, I respect the filmmaking. I just didn't like it. I was like, I'm very confused. I'm still going to go see it at some point. What? But that was a real thing that happened last night. You know what I should have done? Because well, I don't know if the listeners know this, but... Last night, or last week, my sister pulled me into her concert. I was originally supposed to go with Dominic and Lance last night. But then I had to change my ticket time. Thankfully, they still had seats. But I I was trying to renew my ticket for the past four or five days, and it wouldn't refund or exchange. That's so I should have just... Yeah. So I should have just... Were you not logged in on Fandango? Yeah, I was logged in. Like, okay. Problem. So I probably should have just given you guys my tickets so your mom could have went in with you guys to see Star Wars. <laughs> That's not a big deal. But, uh, no, it was certainly a uh, – I, I just thought that was funny. And I'm excited to see The Shape of Water, but whatever. Uh, speaking of, I think, I think it's officially time to jump into The Last Jedi. Yes. I think it's time. Ooh. All right. TJ, we're going to start with you. This is the non-spoiler review. We're going to film an entirely separate episode. Of spoiler of a spoiler review, talking about the intricacies of the film. But TJ, non-spoiler, what did you think? So in order to not spoil the movie at all, here's what I'm gonna say. It was good. Good work. Everyone, a round of applause for TJ right there, everyone. That that's all I can say without spoiling it, because if I say anything, it will spoil the movie. Yeah. Uh, Salton, you have any? What are your non-spoiler thoughts on Star Wars: The Last Jedi? I wish it were as simple as saying if I really liked it or I really didn't like it. But coming out of it, there were some things that I had problems with, but there were also a lot of things that I really, really loved, and that's all I'm gonna say, I guess. So I don't no. much. I only had a problem with like one thing in the movie. And, I, and, and if you read non-spoiler reviews, it's the same thing that everybody has a problem with. Yeah, we were talking about it last night, and I think that was my main problem. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can uh, jump in, into it without really spoiling it, I think, in a little bit. But we're, we're just trying to get everyone's basic thoughts on it. Lance, your, your thoughts on Star Wars The Last Jedi? Hello? Is he there? I think he, uh, I think he put himself down for a minute. Okay, well, he's uh, he's still connected, so we'll come back to Lance there. Uh, what do you think guy. about it, Dom? So, The Last Jedi. Oh, look, he's gone. Oh, oh let me reconnect him. Let me send him the link real quick. This, is, uh, this has been an interesting... Everyone's jumping in and out. We're calling on the phone. It's It's weird. We're not in person. Alright, he I don't know what happened. He said to reinvite reinvite. He probably he probably got disconnected like I did. Probably. But uh let's see. Last Jedi. I think the Last Jedi, what Ryan Johnson does in this movie, it takes the franchise to new and interesting places. Okay. There are things that happen in this movie that are unexpected and are, are somewhat original for Star Wars movie. Even though maybe structurally it's similar to the Empire Strikes Back. Mic check, am I back? It's... Yes. You're, okay. you're, you're back. You're back. Yeah. I was talking a lot. <laughs> I didn't know how my mic wasn't working. 
but uh, like I said, structurally, it's kind of similar to The Empire Strikes Back from a plot standpoint. It's not, though. It's, mean, it's completely different. It is not a retread of The Empire Strikes Back like The Force yeah. Awakens was with The New Hope. Ryan Johnson does a lot of interesting things in the screenplay. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, the funniest Star Wars movie. There's a lot of humor, whether that's to the benefit or the detriment of the film, has been a hot topic of debate. See, I really liked a lot of the humor, but some humor felt a bit too forced for me. Was some of my problems when I get it? Because ah, it's the force. But no, um... not intended there, guys. No, it's okay. <laughs> it was strong with this movie. Correct. Very much so. And uh, I, I think, like I said, I think it, it takes the characters in very interesting, unexpected places. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, was, there are a couple in particular. I really liked Poe's arc in this film. Indeed. I thought that was a, his character arc was excellent. Uh, I feel like Finn kind of did the same thing that he did in the last movie. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that's that's why it, that's like everybody's least favorite part. Yeah, I think he just kind of mm. did the same thing. Like, I will, like I won't Finn's spoil... part is the part that like. No, that's not what I'm saying. Is that Finn's part was just like probably the worst part of the movie. Right. I you know I'm not I'm been trying to you know dance around all this without spoiling anything. Uh, obviously, the, the film centers on Rey and Kylo Ren, and both of them have very interesting character arcs in this film as well. Oh, yeah. I thought oh. theirs was easily... Oh, the, oh. Like, that was easily the best moments for me. Uh, I think Mark Hamill's performance was excellent. He was awesome in this movie. Oh, my lord. I think he was, honestly, I think he had the best performance. I, I, I agree with you. I think he has some phenomenal moments. Oh, I have to, I have to say the same. I have to say the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but by the end of it, you're still left wondering. Okay, you're not like okay. You know they're not gonna follow the exact Return of the Jedi route in Episode Nine. You you're actually left to wonder. You know where do we go from here? The rebellion is see alive again. Yeah, we're basically back to the original instead of you know this Republic. And this first order, it's like they're kind of melding the prequels and the original trilogy almost into one trilogy, which is from a basic like standpoint of the galaxy. And what I've heard, mm-hmm. some people, I was looking on Twitter last night, some people were saying like this was as bad as the prequels. I thought, I, I disagree. I saw that too, and it was. Yeah, yesterday this is not nearly as bad as Attack of the Clones. Oh, no. Not even close to being as bad as that. No, no, no. I mean, I think some elements are not good, but I don't think it's as bad as that bad. Let's not go that far, I would say. I would say go that far. And I think this movie is, like, actually entertaining consistently, like, unlike the prequels. Like, the prequels have their moments, but this movie is consistently entertaining. Yeah. I Yeah, I heard some people don't like it. It's it's coarse. It gets in everything. Man, but right. It's like, and it's irritating. Just like... When like sand. Okay, I just got one thing to say, though, real quick. I'm yep. just gonna say a character's name. That's it, okay? Make sure it's not, like, a big spoiler. No, no, no. Jar Jar Binks shows up at the end of the movie, and he's Ray's father. Boom. Boom! <laughs> totally. No, no, no. But for real, I gotta say, my man, BB-8, he comes in clutch. Oh, yeah. BB-8. He comes in clutch. BB-8 is... I think he's my favorite Star Wars droid now. I think he's he's officially taken over. Nah, I I think I like Nine E actually. Nine E does like one thing in the whole movie. I I know, but like <laughs> to make him speaking of part of the first order, I'm like holy crap. Speaking of sm- like, things, oh. I was very happy with how they used the porgs, even though I don't like them. Yeah, very- they they didn't use the porgs as like massive plot points. They were just kind of there ah. to provide some humor, and it was fun. I liked them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> oh, hashtag Pork Nation. Chewie and Pork, what the relationship we all deserve. Yeah, Ch- mm-hmm. Chewbacca in this movie is also very much there just for comic relief. As well as... I'm, I'm as glad he's reunion, there. As a reunion with a certain character, we'll get to that in a spoiler review. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, we've, we've really danced around a lot here. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to... Uh, to it's difficult to discuss a movie like this without getting into all of its plot points, because there are some 
amazing Star Wars moments in this movie. Um, some great moments that are, are just all-time moments. Really good moments in there. Carrie Fisher. Really good. And... Um... Luke has a really great moment with another character uh, on Octo that is that just made me incredibly happy. And we're not gonna spoil anything from there, but I, I thought there, that that moment made me very very happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sloan, you gotta stop. So, Ooh. and I have to say. A lot of people, because I can go into spoilers, like they were complaining about some of the twists in there, and some of the twists I have to disagree. I thought they were good twists, despite me. Yeah. Again, I think this, this movie. I think this movie takes the franchise into unexpected places. This movie makes you think things that are not actually true. By the end of the movie, it it, it plays with how you you think about certain characters, especially Laura Dern's character. Um, is, that, is that Rose? Or is that a... No, Lord Dern was Holdo. Oh, oh, I, oh, my bad. Rose was put by Kelly Marie Tran. My bad. Yeah. But Lord uh, Benicio del Toro doesn't really do much in this movie, but he he he's fantastic in the few minutes he does because he's Benicio del Toro. But oh yeah, I you. Guess from him every time. So, as we border on an hour here, I think uh, before we we really get into any danger of actually spoiling Star Wars The Last Jedi, for which we would be crucified, uh, we're going to begin this, to this start... This podcast would be, like, dead before you even got off the ground. Correct. We, we're, I think we're going to uh, start wrapping things up here. Uh, we are going to be recording a Last Jedi review uh, sometime within the weekend, whether it's today or have it up for Sunday to give people a chance to see it or whatnot. We'll, we'll, yeah, uh, here, hold on. I'm going to check. We'll one talk now. it over. Uh, but uh, th- this was a, I think this was a, a solid first podcast. I, I know it wasn't great, everyone, but it is episode one. We're attempting to uh, work everything out here, and uh, considering the technology that's being used, and bad hotel Wi-Fi. I think this went about as well as it possibly could have for our first episode. Yeah. Also over the phone, so we can't really tell each other's facial reactions. Considering I'm on right. the other side of the country, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would have been. No, it, it worked out a little bit better than expected. Uh, I'm very so, uh, what's going on? TJ, where can the good people find you online? Uh, I am on because t- we thought you were dropped, were dropped, but we'll plug you again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna take I'm on Twitter at uh, DPJ Blank, and uh, that's what I mainly use. So, mm-hmm. follow me on there. Absolutely, Dalton. Where can the good people find you? Oh, my name is Dalton James Willard, and I mainly use Twitter. So hit me up there at Dalton W. That's capital D, little little case A L L T O N, and capital case W. You're set. Lanzo, where can the good people find you online? Call me Lanzo. Alright. Yeah, you can look up Lanzo too, you know. You can find me there. <laughs> the Brony. Uh, well, yeah, Lanzo the Brony the on Brony. Twitter. Yeah, Lanzo to the Brony on Twitter. I got that on YouTube too. It's like I do gaming stuff too. Alright, guys, um, we, we've got a. Uh, also, Lance uh, and I, and we, we have a. And, and TJ, we, we have come up with a brilliant new segment involving Dalton for this podcast later. It's also going to be uh, some video stuff there that you're, it's really going to come up big in a couple of weeks <laughs> to, to end the month. It's going to be a month-ending segment, and it's every month, and it'll be really spectacular. That'll be uh, when when I'm home. <laughs> yes. Sadly, I think I will actually be in Boston for that, but... Dominic. Ah, oh, sorry. You know, I got. I have other things to do. But that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Thank you. But don't worry. I'll be going to uh, some Christmas Day basketball at TD Garden. It'll be very fun. Um, hey, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dom Ferrara Five on Instagram at Dom Ferrara Five. You can find us, all of our writing on filmswithferrara.wordpress.com. And mm-hmm. you can follow the site on Twitter at Film with Ferrara, and you can like us on Facebook, Films with Ferrara. 
Ooh. Sounds like nice. uh, this podcast. Obviously, you'll be able to listen to it on Anchor, but also should be coming soon to Apple Podcasts. So Ooh. get excited for that. Upgrading. Yeah. Moving up in life, guys. We're evolving. Yep, we're, we're, we're evolving. Uh, we can upload. Apparently, we now have technology where we can upload directly to Apple Podcasts on Anchor, which is nice. And iTunes as well. We live in the yeah. world. So, guys, again, also, before before we check out, we're going to be recording a separate Last Jedi spoiler review. If you have not seen The Last Jedi, don't click on the spoiler review. Don't add us for your problems. That don't add us sense. if you click on it and you've seen, they haven't seen the movie and complain. No. That, that, that'll be episode 1.2, so therefore, you'll at least know not meant to be a... Uh, it will say spoiler in the title. Right. It, it will say spoiler. We're going to put spo- spoiler in all caps in the title. It's going to be wonderful. Asterisk and bold and italicized and highlighted and underlined. When like, do we want to have it? We want to try to have it up Sunday so that everyone has a chance to see the movie. Yeah, well, I, I feel like give everyone a chance. Yeah, so I feel we'll like Wednesday on... would be a good day. That's my only day off. <laughs> so I think we're going to try to record at some point Sunday, maybe Sunday morning, and we'll have it up. Uh, Sometimes Sunday afternoon, maybe? Okay, Sunday morning. I guess. Yeah. I think it sounds good. I just don't want to rush into work. See the movie. That's the only thing. That's fine. What uh, time do you have to work? I have to work Sunday morning. Noon? noon? Okay, we'll record Sunday morning. Yeah. That works. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I'll double check that, actually. I fly I'll back. Double check. Saturday night, so perfect. All right. But Sunday morning, we've got... Uh, we will have oh, a spoiler Sunday. review... Star Wars The Last Jedi out. We want to give you guys a chance to see the movie before we really delve into the spoilers. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, the first episode of the Films for our podcast. Guys, we did it. I'll give our, it's like give three years in the making. <laughs> three years in the making. We tried to do this on YouTube. My internet stunk. But whatever. Uh, from all of us at Films with Ferrara, have a great week. End. And enjoy the movies. And may the force be with you. Always. And forever.